You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, back in action to bring you the most uncommon content around. Well, listeners, you've spoken and I've listened to you because the two-part episodes I did with my amazing wife, Victoria, back in October were two of our most downloaded episodes to date. So it looks like you guys like her more than me. (laughs) I'm not salty. Maybe we just bring out the best in each other. I'm going to choose to believe that that's what's really going on. Uh, but nevertheless, I am joined again in studio by my lovely boo thing, Victoria. Hello. Welcome oh. back. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Just random, off the cuff. What's one thing that you're excited for? <laughs> and so the freezing <laughs> happens. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> One thing I'm excited yeah. for? Well, I was going to say our trip that we just got back from. Um, Where'd we go? Colorado. So, <clears throat> yeah, did some skiing, which was super fun. I'm always excited for vacations. Um, but after that, I would say the baby, which I'm due in March. Congratulations. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, so, that's super exciting. I'm starting to feel a lot more kicking. So, it's sinking in. I feel like I'm at a stage where I don't feel super pregnant, which is good. It's that little sweet spot where, yeah, I'm not feeling large and squished and all the uncomfortability. So, that's good. So, looking at myself in the mirror. I'll catch a glance and see the bump and be like, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant. Or, bump. Yeah, or see or feel the, the kicking. So it's just, yeah, a sweet reminder that there's a baby coming. and um, Or when the boys will ask, like Eamon today looked at my belly and was like, hey, mom, can the baby come out today? And I was like, <laughs> not, yeah, not yet. It's still growing. So definitely excited for that. I am too, yeah. Number three, it'll be switch as they say, switching from man to to zone defense. It's a basketball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're deer in headlights looking at me. Yeah, yeah. So the trip that we just had, yep, I was excited about that for a few months, and then we've had it, and yeah, even just reflecting on yesterday, flying back and just taking two little kids through all the fun of airport checked bags and security, and I'm always you get to like your gate, and there's just that huge sigh of relief that you made it but I'm always like have that thought of man our vacation is really worth it when, when you're going Absolutely. through that day. but they are they are yeah we made some awesome lifelong memories it is also Christmas season so Christmas is a couple weeks away so there's excitement around the holiday traditions maybe gifts honestly for me personally I don't get terribly excited around Christmas you kind of give me a little bit of 
uh, hard yeah, time Grinch. for being a Grinch. <laughs> but it's, I think more so I just look forward to it because our boys are young and they're excited. So like that's fun for us as parents. And then I would say I'm excited for your birthday next month. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always forget about my birthday. Luckily, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do something fun for that. But yeah. Why did I ask that question? I love asking the question, like, what are you excited for? Because I think you can learn a lot about someone based on their answer. And most people, I would say, struggle to answer that question because most people aren't actively living exciting lives or planning uh, fun and excitement into their lives. So maybe they'll have like a far off vacation planned, but week to week, month to month, they probably don't have too much that they're excited about, which I think is a shame. Uh, it doesn't have to be some big elaborate adventure. Like, I think we can get excited about simple things like going on a date with your spouse or spending one-on-one -on -one time with one of your kids. Or maybe you're even excited about like a delicious meal of crepes that you just... <laughs> okay, I was going to say that, but that <laughs> seemed kind of embarrassing. Not at all. I, you, yeah, you made some crepes for dinner. They turned out well. They're delicious. <laughs> That's okay to be excited about it. You were like, let's go to the podcast. I was like, but uh, let crepes first. Yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> crepe, you're kidding me. 10 minutes and yeah. they're, they're ugly, but delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Great British Baking Show in our kitchen. And I'm probably going to be the one who cleans it up, but that's all right. <laughs> but to that topic of excitement in your life and how to kind of proactively schedule it in, like what thoughts do you have around just why does excitement even matter? What does it look like for you to, or even for us to plan excitement into our lives? Yeah, I think of growing up, we did one trip a year and it wasn't even like a great trip. It was um, a cabin in the woods with no electricity. Sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, no running water. And maybe that's like, someone's like, oh, that's right up my alley, but that i mean it's fun but doing it every single year and that was the only thing that we did it was like oh man i'm not even like that excited for it but then once it was over it was like okay until next year so, i don't even think i knew about that so your family would just go rent a cabin like once yeah a you year? went with us oh Can you're talking about canada yeah yeah oh, okay i thought You've you meant there. like i thought you meant like in iowa you guys are just oh like, sorry no we would go visit, yeah, my grandparents in Canada for like five-ish days, and it yeah. always felt a little bit too long. And <laughs> mm, okay, that's a long drive too. Like, as going back to that question, like, are vacations worth it? You'll definitely ask yourself that after like an eleven and a half hour drive. Yeah, I've loved just how we've done like short, even just little weekend things. It doesn't have to be like this ten-day long, once a year thing. Just doing like a two-day weekend or two-day trip. Um, I was going to say most weekends are two days. I, <laughs> I was like, wait, are there a three-day week? <laughs> um, yeah, just something short and doesn't have to be far or expensive or mm. um, just kind of, yeah, gets you excited for the next thing. So we just got back from Colorado and then and then I do have a girl's trip for my sister. Hopefully mm. she doesn't listen to this because it's a surprise. Oh, she doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> she turns 40. Um, and so, yeah, I'll be taking a newborn, which will hopefully be smooth sailing. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, that'll just be like three or four days nice and sweet and short. Yeah. Actually, as you were talking, you jogged my memory of, Another thing that we planned for February, like the first week, mm. is the we're going to Minneapolis. So we're in Des Moines going to Minneapolis for the weekend because they have like this crazy luminary festival. So they have a weekend of winter sport 
competitions, dog sledding and skajoring and whatever else. And then it all caps off with this huge party they do on the frozen lake with over 1,200 luminaries or lights. And you walk with your group across, you know, through this path across this frozen lake around all these lights. And it's a family event. There'll be food and music and stuff for kids to do. But that was like 25 bucks for you and I. And then the kids are free. So that'll be a fun way just to get out of town and do something that we've never done and party on a frozen lake and hopefully not fall. In. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about, I forgot about that one, but the other thing in February, the couples retreat. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff, but I won't get into that right now, but I'm also excited about that. All right, I want to hit you with a quote. Have you, heard, have, you, <laughs> have you heard this quote? Failing to plan is planning to fail. You ever heard that? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, we're kind of talking about excitement and things that we have on our calendar. So these are things that we've planned. Certainly there are some exciting things that happen in life just kind of naturally. I think if you're just living in a way where you're kind of open to opportunity. But I think spontane- spontaneity is a great is a great thing. Oftentimes, it's important for us to proactively plan exciting things into our lives. Like you planned the girls' trip. We have planned this February getaway. Really, there wasn't much planning that went into it. I just kind of found the event and brought it up to you, shared it with you. And we were like, that sounds fun. And then we just signed up. So it's not like it took a lot of time and effort to plan, right? But mm-hmm. it will hopefully be something that um, is a great experience for our family. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. So we are back with another two-part episode, a before and after we fill out our big A hashtag hashtag calendar, or what I'm affectionately referring to as our big ash tag calendar. This is a product created by Jesse Itzler, who's an entrepreneur and all-around uncommon guy. And this calendar is exactly what it sounds like. It is a very large, I believe, (laughs) four by three, 365-day calendar. You can see and plan your entire year. If I'm honest, that sounds kind of daunting. Uh, So I thought it would be fun for Victoria and I to do a two-part episode. So this episode will be before we actually try to tackle the calendar. And then maybe over the next week or so, we'll actually do the calendar and do part two episode sharing that process and what's on our calendar and kind of what are the thoughts and feelings having, having done that. How does that sound to you? Well, when you first <laughs> brought it up, I was—I had just laid down for a nap, so I wasn't Bad in timing on my the part. loveliest mood. Um, and I, yeah, I remember you showed me a picture of it. I'm like, that is very large and not aesthetically pretty. Doesn't go with my decor. <laughs> so. She didn't notice she didn't say ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so I kindly told you I wasn't in a great mood and, you know, talk about it later. So you you left and um, after I woke up, I wandered around the house. You literally like, slept on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where the heck can we put this yeah. thing? <laughs> um, so I did find a spot. It's not in oh, the um, it most... It's down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the most... It's not in the most common area, but it is... Where is it? I want to know. <laughs> What's the place? In our room. In our room. Is that okay? Yeah, here. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's where I thought we were going to oh, put sweet. it. It's literally right. the only I know. room with wall space. <laughs> above on the ceiling above the sun. Yeah. Your yep. bed. <laughs> Behind my dresser. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, I would say I appreciated that you asked me to give you some time instead of just like, "No, that's dumb." And just like shut shut me down. So thank yeah, you and I, I know that you were super excited about it, so which makes me excited about it. That's I cool. think if you were more hesitant, maybe I'd talk you out of it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like seeing you excited, the is... idea to you, yeah, and being able to communicate the value. If I'm just like, hey, I think I kind of want to spend some money on like, this <laughs> calendar, would you please? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, I didn't want it anyways. <laughs> Some things we're going to cover in this episode. Just what are our, what are we excited about for a new year, 2024? I think a lot of time you hear conversations around this time of the year about people's resolutions and their big goals. And while I think there's a place for those things, this is a little different approach. It's literally looking at your entire year, which can seem very intimidating, and just choosing to uh, intentionally plan some things each month. Over the, over the 50, however many weeks there are, 52 weeks uh, in the year. What are we excited about for this upcoming year? What is our current approach to planning and scheduling? What are the benefits and maybe potential pitfalls of this approach to planning your year? What are our, what's our mindset going into filling something like this out? What are our prayers as we submit our plans to God? I think is probably the most important thing that we can focus on. Anything else that comes to mind for you? No. Cool. So then in, in episode two, like I said, we'll share about our experience of actually filling it out. I'm not sure how long it will take. I'm sure some things, you know, will come to mind right away. Things we've already thought about. Those things will go on the calendar. I imagine this will be a, you know, a working document that changes as time goes on. And we might have something planned that we have to move. We might not have something on there that ends up getting added and vice versa. We might put something on there and be like, you know what? We're actually not going to do that. So I think just uh, being open-minded and flexible, it's not a a static document. It's not like we get it done and we're like, all right, we're not touching it ever. <laughs> so, and we'll talk about our thoughts and emotions, how it's changed since as we've worked on it and completed it. I'll be posting some updates on, on Instagram. So you can follow at the.uncommon underscore Ryan gonna be a hoot <laughs> let's get into yeah those things why did i purchase this calendar why not just rely on digital google calendar to plan and schedule things i will say one of our uncommon pillars is victorious vision so the idea that you can design a compelling future to live into so you don't have to be stagnant in your growth and or experiences in life again like victoria said you don't have to just plan the same vacation year after year and do the same thing like why not mix it up? Why not go to a new place, try new things? Maybe you go somewhere and you're like, yeah, that wasn't, you know, what we expected or we don't want to do that again. Awesome. At least you, you know. Um, yeah, and I think getting your kids involved too, like Eamon has mm. already like randomly one day, he's like, I want to go to the ocean because he was watching a show that had the ocean. I was like, oh, yes let's do that <laughs> yeah. and get him get them all hyped up and explore because I remember as a kid wanting to like go to these places but not having the money to do it and so it was just yeah that one vacation um and not having the say right you're just yeah a kid like why would you get to decide right or have any input 
Yeah. But also, yeah, there's so many ways to travel hack and do it very inexpensively too. Yeah. No, that's good. I I love that thought of involving your kids. Obviously, you're not going to let your two-year-old decide where you go to vacation. But as they get older, (laughs) maybe you have each person in your family write down the place that they'd want to go and do a lottery or put it into a hat and just draw it. Like that could be super fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd be open to, to something like that. And then if your idea gets picked, it's like, all right, the onus is on you to really plan this and we're here to help, but we're not going to plan it. Like we're going to let you, you know, have some authority there. I think that's, that's really cool. Or even just like activity, like if we chose the destination, but they chose like an activity yeah. at the place. That's great. I got to write that down. Great Thanks. idea. <laughs> Um, so this idea of having a physical calendar that hangs on the wall more, I guess we've already kind of decided where it's going to be, (laughs) but that appeals to me because it's almost like, you know, it's a Christmas season. So it's almost like a year long advent calendar where you get to open the little boxes each day and like see what, what's happening. The calendar, and we'll talk about the functionality of it, but it comes with these sticky notes that designate various activities or trips, whether it's a vacation or a mini adventure or a business um, endeavor, whatever the case may be. So these will all be designated with different colors. And each time we look at the calendar, we can be reminded of the experiences that are are coming and we can get excited. I think that's like the big driver of it for me. It's just like, this will keep us engaged and excited about our year. Mm -hmm. I think also this is kind of the complete opposite of what you're saying, but planning rest. I feel like I'm, not the greatest at um yeah resting like there might be a day where i'm not doing anything but to intentionally like rest in the lord is something Mm. that i struggle with so yeah maybe having a day where it's like okay we don't we're not doing anything and we're gonna just spend time yeah listening to the lord Mm and um yeah that might look different for both of us yeah just prioritizing that sabbath Mm -hmm. yep Certainly like, yeah, the one day a week, but even to your point, what does it look like to make sure that we don't overdo it? And this is definitely one of the pitfalls that we're going to talk about is like, don't like resisting the urge to overplan Mm -hmm. and look at every month and be like, all right, we got to just cram as much as we can in here because that's not healthy like for us individually or as a family. There may be seasons or weeks or months that are more busy than others. And maybe you even try to spread some of that activity out, but also, yeah, what does it look like to be content with having a month that just has less activity in it and how that is actually beneficial? That's, that's a great point. Uh, let's talk about what does our current approach to planning look like? Just as we think about like vacations or dates or like family experiences, like how would you describe our current approach to planning things? So for dates, yeah, we try to do like you plan one month and then... I plan the next month that sometimes goes well. And then it's other times, yeah, you'll, you'll take my month and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't, you weren't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's then the I'm 30th. off. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> um, and then for, yeah, vacations, it's more, I will tell you my, my dream of where I want to go and you I think it happened. It happen. <laughs> <laughs> so Anything yeah, you're, you. you're the planner. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you, are you Billy Madison? <laughs> <laughs> That's like my whiny voice. Yeah. So vacations, again, we just got to sort of talk about it every now and then. It's not like we have our year planned. We, we've we like tentatively planned 
a trip to San Diego this upcoming August, but that's not set in stone. It's not, we don't have dates figured out for that. Like you mentioned with our dates, we aim for one planned date a month. We obviously, we do more frequent kind of spontaneous dates throughout the month. And that's, that gets into like, how much planning should you do? I think for us, for dates, it's like, we want to have one intentional date every month, but then we have these pockets here and there where we're able to go to a coffee shop or go for a walk and just have like more frequent time. It might not be a full blown date, but it's like time for you and I to Mm -hmm. have quality time. And then family trips experiences. Those are pretty spontaneous, like not always planned. One thing that I really want to prioritize is uh, a one-on-one, you know, quote unquote date with our three-year-old son, Eamon every month. Cause he's at the age now where he's able to, you know, go to a baseball game for a little bit, or we can go jump at a trampoline park or, He's now kind of getting to the age where he has his own interests. And I really want to, I want both of us, you know, to uh, breathe life into that and to be a part of that. So it doesn't mean like I'm the only one that's going to have these one-on-one dates. Like I want to encourage Victoria mm-hmm. to do that as well. George is probably a little too young yet, but as, as he gets older, like he can be in the mix of that too. And then I think another important thing is just personal investment. So we come to each other when there's something that we want to do and spend money on, whether it's a class, like a, a gym membership, or you know, I want to go to this seminar, whatever it looks like. But those aren't always planned too far in advance. And I think there would be some benefit of maybe having more of a full year scope on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Some of that's going to be easier to do than others. I want to kind of circle back to... so. Jesse Itzler, he's the one who created this. He really promotes this idea of build your life resume, which I think is is a really uncommon approach to just how you live your life. So if you think about it, we all have resumes of our work experience and skills, but what about our life experience and our accomplishments? I think it brings to mind the question, like what are the uncommon skills that you want to develop? Do you want to become a surfer or a painter or an underwater basket weaver? That's a thing. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Or what are the uncommon experiences you want in your life? Do you want to travel more? Do you want to compete in races or athletic competitions? You know, are you prioritizing professional milestones? Do you want to go to conferences and seminars to grow your expertise? Whatever it is. With that in mind of this building your life resume, question for you, as you reflect back on the last, let's say, two to three years, what are some things that you might include on your life resume? Like, what are some of the experiences or skills that you've gained that have kind of shaped the the person that you are? Mm, good question. One of the first things I thought of was, yeah, taking a dance class together so that I was out of my comfort zone. But yeah, after the first class, I was like, oh, this isn't as scary as I thought it was. And it was super fun. Um, and then, yeah, they advertise like you could go on and do a competition i'm like yes let's do it (laughs) um don't know if we will but um i'm open to it yeah that sounds super fun what do you like most about dancing obviously dancing with you is super fun i was hoping Um, you'd say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah just being comfortable so yeah the very first time we danced together was cringe worthy (laughs) (laughs) 
I, was... I don't think we're alone in that experience. <laughs> you were great. I was not. Oh, um, so just being able to be comfortable and confident and not like worrying about people's eyes on me mm. when I feel like, yeah, we actually know what we're doing. I'm not even thinking about other people around mm. and I'm just simply having fun with you and yeah, we're laughing and super fun. Yeah, I agree. And what else comes to mind as far as the last two to three years, things that it would be on your life resume? Having children. Mm. Um, they have taught me patience. Um, or I guess I should say I've had to pray for patience sure. and yeah, learn that. Overall, I feel like I'm a pretty patient person, but they just love Tested. to yeah, push your buttons. <laughs> so my very first response I feel like is patient and then you know then they keep doing the thing and I'm like okay now I'm having to like practice it (laughs) and then what you pray for yes um but no they're it's yeah been amazing having two kids and just the things that they've learned and yeah Eamon's at the age where he asks a lot of questions and so having to um just learn how to answer those questions um, and just, yeah, representing Christ, teaching him who God is, um, wanting to raise him up in the Lord. And um, so, yeah, it just really makes me focus on like, okay, who am I? What am I doing to help them grow? I can't just say like, do X, Y, and Z. And if I'm not doing that. So having them see me like be patient and loving and reading my Bible and, and witnessing to pe- people in public and saying hi to people. I even had the thought of like, um, I had to force myself to try and talk to strangers in public. And so just like getting them comfortable at a young age and just starting with like, okay, today we're going to go to the store and everyone we see, like, let's just say hi. And then maybe in the future kind of push that a little further Mm. and like maybe compliment someone today. Um, So just getting them comfortable talking with strangers instead of me just saying like, you need to go pray with people and witness. And then they've never done it before. So teaching them when they're young so that it's natural as they get older, I think is really important. Yeah, that's awesome. You do a great job modeling the things that you want our boys to do in their own lives. So definitely affirm you in that. I don't know if it's the last two to three years, but you started your own business. So that was yeah. a big step of faith for you. And that's been a huge blessing, I think, for for you and for our family. Mm-hmm. It's awesome having you do that here at home. Anything else come to mind for you or is that? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm sure there's other things, but those are kind of the big things. Yeah. For sure. What can be the some of the benefits of taking this type of approach to planning your year? I think a big thing for us is just establishing balance in our marriage and family life, especially as we're preparing to welcome our third child into the world. And I think for a lot of people, if you're married or you have kids, you likely have good intentions of maintaining like regular rhythms of quality time with your spouse, spouse primarily, but also with your kids. But what what do you think tends to happen to most people? People probably, yeah, get busy. And then, like me, it'll be the 30th of the (laughs) month. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I haven't planned a date. (laughs) Yeah, time just flies by. And it's not 
planned. It's always helpful when you'll be like, hey, just a reminder, it's your month. I'm like, oh, yes, let me like put this on my calendar and like think of something because I feel like the spontaneous things don't always happen. Like we can't rely on spontaneity because mm. sometimes, yeah, a month or two or three will go by and we're like, oh, oh, we haven't done anything. So actually planning it is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think having planning as the kind of the foundation, like that's the the default will be very helpful, but and then being open to spontaneous opportunities. Yeah. You're you're spot on because people get bogged down by their everyday routines like work and school and depending on how old your kids are, all their activities, just maintaining the house. Um, and then I think fun and excitement kind of fall to the wayside. And again, you just kind of default to well, we've got that that one vacation that's coming up in the in the summer, mm-hmm. and that's great. But man, it's like you only want one thing for three hundred and sixty five days. Like, I think we can we can be more intentional and like create way more fun, meaningful, impactful years for ourselves and for our families. And that's that's really what we want to accomplish with doing this calendar. I think that as we fill out our calendar, we might see that. We have some months that are pretty packed. I think for a lot of people, like summers are really packed with a lot of activity. And that's when people go on vacation. Um, Other months are maybe more sparse. So then I think it's a question of like, how do we spread some of our activity out to maybe some of those sparser months and bring more balance to each month? We don't necessarily have to just do a vacation in the summer. We could do something fun in February, you know? And like Valentine's Day doesn't just have to be some lame dinner and a movie experience that we can do something sweet like our our retreat as we wrap up this episode we'll kind of share at least for me kind of how i and i haven't shared this with victoria (laughs) but this will be my approach because really this i think i see this as like this is an individual calendar for both of us but it's also a family calendar so there'll be things on there that are just for her and things that are just for me and then things that Mm. involve our family so I think that's that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. The formula that Jesse Itzler shares involves three components of planning. And I actually did an episode August 16th. So three ingredients for creating your own uncommon year. And this is an outline that I borrowed from Jesse. So how he does his, his uncommon years, he doesn't call them uncommon years, but I do because this is the uncommon podcast. <laughs> but the first thing is the Masogi. So that is one year defining challenge. It's something that you put on your calendar just one thing it could be a big race it could be i want to launch a podcast by this day or i want to release my my manuscript i want to get this published as a book or i'm turning 35 in july i think it'd be sweet to run 35 miles on july (laughs) we'll see and i go into more detail on that episode there should be an element of, of challenge and even risk like there should be a slight chance that you you fail so that's like the year defining thing is the Masogi. And then he talks about six mini adventures. So 12 months divided by six. So that's every other month. Go somewhere new, do something new. For me, that looks like these one-on-one trips with, you know, Victoria or our kids. Maybe it's signing up for a new class. How do you just schedule these mini adventures every other month? If you can't take one or two days in 80 days to do something uncommon, I think you're out of balance there. So those are the six mini adventures. And then he talks about quarterly habits. So every 
three months, implement a new habit that just challenges you and helps you grow. Maybe that's, I want to start, spend 10 minutes each morning doing a meditation or, or, you know, spend time in prayer or journaling, or I want to start working out two to three times a week. I don't know. What's a habit that comes to mind for you to put you on the spot? (laughs) Something challenging I think would be praying, but then also listening. I feel Mm. like I just pray and then I'm done with my prayer time and then I go about my day Um, and sometimes even my prayer is like rushed so praying but then also spending time listening just being still is super hard for me setting a timer which I love timers (laughs) (laughs) I hate them (laughs) Um, but yeah just doing something that would be challenging Um, and then yeah I did start the workout class probably like a, a year ago took a little break during the first couple months of pregnancy and so back in it I'm um, trying new classes I just did one which was absolutely hilarious luckily I had a was friend yoga dance yeah it was like booty yoga or something Ooh. b-u-t-i there was some interesting moves that was yeah just very funny so luckily I had a friend so we were able to kind of laugh at each other and not feel as awkward if I were by myself um but yeah trying different like classes has been really fun and just yeah get myself out of my comfort zone yeah that's talking awesome. to people yeah yeah talking to people <laughs> jesse does a he has a pretty powerful way that kind of puts this in perspective he says if you're 30 and you live to be 80 so that's 50 years and you follow this plan that's 50 masogis that you'll do over that span so 50 year defining challenges adventures and guess how many mini adventures that is if you're doing six a year tell me Six times, 50, 300 mini adventures. Wow. Yeah. Like if you do that, he says like, (laughs) if you do that, you win at life. That's pretty sweet. And I've shared on a previous episode, like another way to think of planning these family activities is to think, and we talk about in terms of pebbles, rocks, and boulders. So pebbles are like those small daily or weekly activities, like going to the park or going swimming. Rocks would be the bigger, less frequent activities, like taking a day trip, going and visiting family doing a new uh, special experience and then boulders would be the big every so often experiences so like a big family vacation or like a masogi so in terms of our big hashtag calendar we won't be focusing on the the pebbles like we're not going to put these daily things on it it's going to be more so like the rocks and the boulders what are like the weekly monthly things and we'll use different colored sticky notes for that make sense Mm -hmm. cool as we wrap up let's just uh both just share two to three emotions or feelings we have as we plan to fill out this calendar. I can start. So we've been talking about excitement. I'm definitely excited to do this. Candidly, this is more so in my like wheelhouse. I've just done this more so than Victoria. She can attest to that. But I definitely appreciate her for being open to it. And like you said, when you see that I'm excited about something, I think there's a level of trust that you're that, that you're you're at least open to it, right? Yeah, and I'm thankful that you challenged me. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. Not too hard though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the just the right amount. Um, so I'm excited. I'm hopeful because I look at this as something like if we can do this together and be prayerful in it. I just think of the vision or the the verse like without vision the people perish. So I look at this as just a tool in our tool belt to 
really, I, I'd say submit our year to God and, and actually say like, Lord, what would you have us put on this? Mm. What are some of the things that we haven't even thought of that you want on this calendar? What are some of the things that maybe we're wanting to put on here that you actually don't want on mm-hmm. our calendar? And many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's will that prevails. Like that I think is the prevailing thought that I have going into this. I've got some things that I'm excited about, but first and foremost, I want to just be very prayerful with you about what this calendar should actually look like. Cause we want it to glorify him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll admit I'm a little anxious. Like I, this is like, a, this is not an easy thing to do, even though, <laughs> I've, you know, maybe done more. I'm more of like a type A planner. I've never tried to plan out my whole year. So I'm like, how is this even going to happen? And then I'm also, lastly, I'm just curious of like, what are the things that Victoria is going to want to put on here that like are not even on my radar? I'm curious to see like what you'll want to put on there or or how you'll even react to some of the things I put on. (laughs) (laughs) Not to scare you. Um, Yeah. What thoughts or emotions would you say you're feeling right now? Yeah, I think I'm excited to see what you'll put on there. And I always feel like your thoughts like spark mm. things in me. Um, I feel like right now I'm kind of like blank. Like what what do I put on there? <laughs> but yeah, I, you mentioned earlier about like putting something on there that challenges you and that you might fail in. That's like super out of my comfort zone. I like to go very small and be like, okay, this I know I can accomplish. Mm. Um, so putting something on there that's like, um, I might not actually, yeah, be able to accomplish that. I, in my eyes, I'm like, that seems like a failure. But yeah, you've reminded me so many times that it, it's not a failure. It's a failure not to try. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thinking of something that would be big. I'll have to think about that because I don't know. Yeah. I don't usually think about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited to see like what your quote unquote masogi ends up oh, being. Oh gosh. <laughs> Birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not going to fail at that. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else? Any other feelings, motions? Nope. Cool. Outro and action steps for you guys, listeners. Get the calendar. If you're interested in purchasing your own calendar, I'll include a link in the show notes. I'm not an affiliate. So I don't receive any portion of your payment, but there is a link to get a 20% discount um, and I'll include that as well. And then as I was thinking about this and preparing to do this episode, I think even just at the end of the year, a lot of people come up with, with their resolution. I'm more so leaning towards like, how do I reflect on the previous year? Mm-hmm. So if you want to do some, I don't know where you are with your personal reflections or journaling practice, but I want to just hit you with some questions to consider that I think would be very beneficial as you reflect and, and even practice some gratitude of 2023. The first question was, what was my biggest personal area of improvement this past year? Uh, for me, I said just physical fitness. I'm eight months into CrossFit and it's been, I've, I've loved it. I've always have lived an active life, but this is the first time that I've actually paid for this type of class and to be a part of this community and just the approach that they they take to lifting and just fitness. Uh, I'm definitely seeing, seeing the results. Um, <laughs> and apparently <laughs> so whistle. is someone else. But uh, Paying off. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, what was your biggest personal area of improvement this year? <laughs> Feel free if you want to answer any of these. I know that kind of puts you on the spot. but 
just interrupt me if you if you have an answer okay yeah. uh the next question <laughs> what was your favorite memory or experience this past year anything come to mind for you mine was hawaii mm. that was a super fun trip so what was my bit what is my biggest opportunity for growth in the upcoming year i said my career just in a in a season where i'm figuring out next steps and just praying and applying for the next full-time career and also just as we build the uncommon you know so i think there's big opportunity for god to just bring some some great provision in that area and then what am i most excited about for the upcoming year i would agree with victoria and say the baby because any other answer is wrong (laughs) (laughs) all right as we land the plane any other encouragement or thoughts you'd like to leave with listeners well, I don't know. This probably doesn't go with the podcast at all, but it's just something that I'm l- learning currently. A verse that comes to mind is Philippians 4, 8. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I feel like, yeah, have not having expectations, um... And yeah, if something happens, just trying to focus on what is praiseworthy. So I was listening to this podcast and this lady said, you know, maybe there's this person that has like 30 bad things about them that you can think of right away, but maybe there's only like two good things. She's like, focus on those two good things and speak it to them and um, think about it. So, um, yeah, an anxious heart and a grateful heart can't be there at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just focusing on what is praiseworthy with your children, your spouse, that coworker, that friend, and that's going to change your thoughts and that's going to change your feelings towards them. And yeah, and that's being obedient to Christ too by doing that and that's gonna by us being obedient we're gonna then have peace Mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of what I've been challenged with lately yeah that's (laughs) awesome no thanks for sharing that I think that definitely applies to this conversation because it's about the perspective that you choose to have Mm. and you're applying it to people specifically but I think it also relates to just planning your year and I think this can be a great tool where you have a bunch of fun and amazing and uncommon experiences planned out that you've submitted to God in prayer. And so even when inevitable trial or hardship comes through Mm. throughout the year, you Mm -hmm. can look to that year that you've planned and say like, man, this is a really hard season or or week, or I'm just having a really bad day, but man, in a couple of weeks, like look what, look what we get to go do as, as a couple or as a family or, man, I'm getting, I'm getting to go here and like spend some great time with my friends. And it makes the hard crud that I got to go through not as bad. Yeah. And just knowing, focusing on like God's qualities in that trial, like, okay, this trial stinks, but who is Christ and focusing on who he is and what he will do. Like he, yeah, he goes before us and he's, um, he, yeah, knows what is going to happen and, um, he will get you out of it and he has great plans for our lives. So just focusing on, yeah, what is true and not, um, being stuck in the trial. For sure. 
Yeah, and I didn't even know you were going to share a verse because I have a verse as well oh that I, I want to close with. So, you know, it's great to visualize and dream about your year and the life you want to design. But like we've talked about, apart from submitting it to God's perfect will, we run the risk of uh, boasting about tomorrow and making arrogant schemes as James chapter 4 cautions us against. So I'm going to read an excerpt from that chapter really just to posture our hearts in prayer. And it says, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And that's James 4. 13 through 17. So I think just some reflection on there, being aware of the brevity of our lives, that's a two-sided coin. Like it should humble us to live in gratitude for every moment of every day and live each moment in complete reliance on God. But two, I think it should also, it motivates me to make the most of this, this life that God's given me and pursue the values that he's placed in my heart and glorify his name. So I actually want to in light of this passage, just close this episode with, with prayer, and then we will sign off. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you just for your love for us. Thank you for every day of, of life that you bless us with. We just declare that you are uh, the giver of all good things, and yeah, we we claim your word that says you know the plans that you have for us to prosper us and give us hope in the future and not to harm us. And so I thank you for 2023 that is coming to a close. All the amazing things that you've done in our lives and in this world, even in spite of all the hardship and um, just tragedy that is taking place. Lord, we know that you are sovereign and you're in control and that you are a God of love. And we just continue to pray for your son Jesus's soon return. Lord, as we prepare to use this tool and this this calendar to plan our year as as James chapter 4 says if it is your will lord we will do this or that and so we ask you to inspire our hearts with the things that that we should be pursuing whether it's a masogi or a mini adventure or the daily disciplines that we need to cultivate or quality time with with loved ones or whatever that looks like lord would you show us Give us clarity on what we should say yes to, what we should say no to. And ultimately, God, that you would be glorified by 2024 in our lives, in our marriage, in our family. And we would not use this tool to plan selfish things or or boast in arrogant schemes, but just to humbly say, Lord, what would you have us do? But also, please make this the most amazing and uncommon year of our lives, um, even if we have to go through through hard struggles, Lord, we know that you'll use those for, for our good and to refine our faith. So yeah, I thank you for this time. Thank you for Victoria and this conversation and thank you for the listeners and pray that they are blessed and inspired to go out and plan their uncommon year. Amen. All right. I've been your host, Ryan. (laughs) And I'm Victoria. We'll see you on part two. Thank you for listening to the uncommon podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review, and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com, where you can learn more about our mission, sign up for one of our live experiences, 
and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.